Pull up a stool and pour yourself a pint, as you're about to join three intrepid drinkers, Kevin, Justin, and Mark, as they embark on another beer-tastic voyage. Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Beer-Tastic Voyage. My name's Kevin. Transmedio and SAP, press numero dos. <laughs> I want to know if you knew you were going to do that before just now. No. Okay, just I checking. Didn't okay, I'm just checking, because that's a pretty involved one that you... I would have had to rehearse. And SAP. Yeah. So I'm Justin and uh, uh, Yayamo Mark. <laughs> yeah. Te amo. Te, sorry. I didn't take Spanish. I was, I was Italian. Conjugate is fucking hard, bro. <laughs> I don't blame you. Don't worry about it. Um, today we have another. Um, I don't know if they listen. Do they listen to the show? Who? I assume Mike does. Mike I has see. to. He's got so much time to kill. Yeah. So this is a listener slash friend submission um, from Mike. And Brie Quackenbush. Um, Quack and White, please. Quack and White. I still waiting. I still wanted them to hyphenate, but that's just me. Um, <laughs> I wanted them to hyphenate so that someone at the DMV would stab them to death. <laughs> exactly. There's only 26 boxes. <laughs> yeah, to have Muscle White Quackenbush would have been a <sighs> murder. Tremendous. Murder, yeah. But fantastic. Anyway, they went on a little um, extended weekend trip up to the Boston area, and they stopped at Turtle Swamp Brewing Company. And brought us back a couple crowlers in the coolest little crowler three pack caddy holder that I've ever seen, and it's just like those circle, the new six pack holders that they have that hold it from the top. The non dolphin killing yeah, ones, the, yeah, yeah, the ones that only like murder, like uh, all the other things, everything else, but yeah. not dolphins. Um, but it's three three big rings that hold onto it, and with a little handle on top, and it's it's perfect. It's like they they knew that we were making this podcast because we want three crowds. Three is the we, right number. Pick, yeah. yeah, apparently three. We were right to pick yeah, three. Exactly, and it's fantastic. And we're hoping that the beers that they made are also as fantastic as the crowler technology that they're using. Um, little bit of backstory about Turtle Swamp. They are located in Jamaica Plain, uh, Massachusetts which is a couple miles outside of Boston. It's kind of in the same neck of the woods as where the Boston Beer Company original brewing area is. And this area has access from Turtle Pond and the Stony Brook uh, Brook. You know, I, I don't know. I, it wasn't like Stony Brook Creek. It was just like the Stony Brook. Um, but apparently it has some really good water resources in the area. So in the past, it had been an area for brewing. It's since been paved over and everything like that, but apparently still has a pretty good water supply. So these two guys, Nick Walther and John Linsicum, were buddies, and they got into brewing. And Nick has a history. He was a um, a brewer for a couple years at Harpoon Brewing, so he kind of has a job. He has some uh, pedigree there. Yeah. And John is a biochemist by trade, and a home and was a home brewer for a number of years. It also helped out that John Brother, who uh, consulted while they were forming the brewery back in uh, 2017, was is an owner for Seattle's um, Fremont Brewery. So I've never heard of Fremont or have had anything from them, but if you have, cool, let us know. Um, but having somebody that's definitely gone through the process of creating a brewery is always a, uh, a helping hand. Yeah, I can imagine. So the two of them got started back in 2017. They had a number of soft openings and then kind of made it into a made a big deal about it they're in an old uh auto parts place so you still have all the uh scroll like the big doors that roll up and everything like that yeah the big garage doors yeah and uh there's a really good video on their website about how they got things started so we'll make sure to link that in there 
Uh, it's a good little interview with them. So be sure to check that out. So we've got three beers that they brought us back. They brought us back um, what's called Nick's Bitter, an American-style bitter, J.P. Porter, an American porter, and they also brought us a not a wit, a white IPA that's brewed with coriander. So I think we've got a pretty good variety of uh, styles to try, and I'm looking forward to giving them a shot. Yeah, the um, this first one, the uh, American bitter, is uh, is interesting. It's uh, it's weird. Yeah, we're gonna start with a uh, Nick's bitter. It's a four percent ABV. It's an American bitter. Uh, they call it Nick's bitter, but not angry. Right, but, but not uh, angry ale. But never not, angry ale. Yeah, but never angry ale. Yeah, the uh, the aroma you get this like malt wise is definitely a caramel sweetness. But I would say like seventy five percent of the aroma is a pretty you know American hop. You know, yeah, my, you gotta, I, would, I would bet my bottom dollar there's like some there's some cascade in there. Yeah, it's definitely uh, like grapefruit citrusy. Yeah, you you definitely get traditional American style hop aroma in that. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, for anybody who doesn't know, you know, a bitter is an English style, and it's actually not very bitter. It's pretty much malty with just enough bitterness to balance it to not be cloying. So this is a, a clearly an American take on with, that. Yeah, with with yeah, literally no hop aroma to speak of. Right, and this one's taking it the other direction. It's. I was I was a little fra- afraid of this one at first because I didn't know if it was going to be sort of a, a dank bomb, you know, kind of a slap in the face of the English variety. But it's actually a pretty uh, pretty decent blend of the two, um, even in the flavor. Yeah, I kind of get a. Um, it's almost got like an IPL kind of quality, you know. Yeah, with a little more little more sweetness from the malt. Yeah, but, yeah. but that kind of. Um, that kind of crossing over of flavors and and styles, it's kind of what I feel going on with it. But I get what you're saying, but at the same time, I also don't find like, find it anywhere near as abhorrent as an IPL. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, they definitely didn't take the uh, the bitterness to a, to another level. No, I think it's kind of nice. They made it. Um, you know, I think they did what you're supposed to do. I I, I use supposed to really loosely, but when you take a a style and just sub a traditional style and you just substitute you know you don't want to change it to the local hop but you still want to maintain the same kind of style i think they did a pretty good job doing this with yeah you kind of create a bitter um that goes there um i think it's really good um it's not what i was expecting no and much more drinkable than i was expecting i was expecting uh from new england a pretty solid uh hop presence but this is nice not overwhelming yeah they didn't uh nepify this one no but, um, the clarity is actually yeah, quite nice it really is a beautiful beer and they the the amount of malt sweetness complements the much more aggressive hop character of this beer really really well it, it's very well well balanced um in that regard it's not balanced it's definitely hop forward yeah but the it, it it's honestly it's the opposite of what you would what you get from the english variety where you're using the hops simply to balance the sweetness yeah here they're using the sweetness to really balance the hops well yes that's yeah. a very good way to put it I, I i think you summed it up spot on there justin this is really good i mean this is it's insanely drinkable yeah. yeah, and it's also what three point eight percent ABV. Yeah, it says four on the. Front. Yeah, I think oh, it's okay. four, but yeah, it's it's a lo- it's a it's a really sessionable. Extremely beer. sessionable is the like. The I can hang out and drink these this all day. I like it more as I drink it more. Yeah, <laughs> it's refreshing. Um, yeah, I think this would also, pair well with like 
any kind of meal. Like, you could drink this with the meal, and you're going to be set to go. Like, this is... And it's also very easy drinking. Like, it's definitely yeah. not taxing on the, I am, on the palate. I'm a big fan of this beer right now. Yeah. Like, this is... This would be a hangout. Like, what are we doing? We're having burgers. We're having we're having burgers. We're watching the ball game. We're watching, you know, we're playing cornhole, whatever yeah, it is. Like, this is this, this is fits into and, pretty much any part of life. Drink, you can hang out and drink this beer. You can except bowling. Why? The alcohol content isn't strong enough to improve my game. Ah, yeah. Well, you know. To be honest, I never really. I was never good bowler drunk because i wasn't a very good bowler sober either so and like it wasn't one of those like oh hey the drunkness just relaxed me enough to make me good like no it just made me not know what i was doing more <laughs> i was always far too serious about it to get really drunk while i was bowling yeah. like maybe towards the end of a tournament or my something personal, if i was totally out of it yeah if you were already my personal best practice. game was like a pitcher and a half in <laughs> <laughs> i i used to bowl with the, everyone knows my, my friend well you guys know of him or maybe at least met him i think one yeah. time um, Steve Frazetto and uh, I, I yeah, can't Frizzetto. tell you the number of times I would just go and get him Guinness after Guinness after Guinness and I know that at the time it, it, you know it, like I thought it was a heavy beer and you know right. all that I know it's not but I still watch that and guy drink I still yeah. watch that guy drink 10 in one game he drank a Guinness for every frame he bowled that seems excessive yeah listen that's not something I could do no he, and he he was still standing he bowled incredibly well <laughs> So if you told me one per game, I'd be all on that. Oh, I could yeah. do that no problem. Yeah, we also yeah. As another little tidbit for uh, for fans, I'm a I'm a. If I had no family, I would be a degenerate gambler for a living. Like that would be my life dream. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had to shed those ways in order to be a responsible adult. But that would be my life goal if I were ever to like for some reason not have a family. But anyway, we were so. This big man is a father. He is a child. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's scary. But uh, if I were, it, we we would bowl for McChickens, like we would bowl skins for McChickens. Yeah. Uh, you know what a McChicken like, is? So we would we would bowl if one of us didn't strike. Is we, that like a twenty piece? I don't know. No, a McChicken is a sandwich. Yeah, for McDonald's. chicken sandwich. It's a little uh, dollar chicken sandwich. I never go to yeah. McDonald's. They're terrible. They're not good at all. But they were a dollar each, and it was a way we could. It was an increment we could use to gamble, right. basically. <laughs> so we would bowl, and if one of us struck. Um, if we both struck, it would it's carry not over because we're not actually betting money. Yeah, right. We would just carry over. But right. if one, somebody missed, it was skins. You would get that many McChickens. I lost like sixty three McChickens to him in a night, <laughs> and this piece of shit made me buy him McChickens. Did you? So I want to know. You pull up to the drive thru and ask. I need sixty three McChickens. We sure as shit did that exact night. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm and gonna... we were not exactly sober driving. Yeah. No. Um, <laughs> no. 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 Not another. That reminds me of like. An early Family Guy episode where he's like, "I'm gonna treat this family to the most expensive meal they've ever had," and he rolls into the drive-through at like Taco Bell. He's like, "Yeah, I'd like six thousand chicken fajitas." <laughs> we have to hold that for one second because we have to rate the beer. But I'm also gonna say that's not the most fucked up thing I've ordered at McDonald's. The most fucked up thing I ordered at McDonald's was after we went to the Spooky Walk. Yeah, when I... when your wife had like had her spine torn out of her back, <laughs> and I ordered two hundred. 200, chi- for that one. 200 chicken nuggets. And they went, are you real? <laughs> yeah, are you for real? Yeah, we're going to have to make you pay for that first, but no problem. I was that kid's hero when he came to the came to the car with yeah. the shopping bags full of chicken nuggets to hand order. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That was good. Yeah, that was a fun day. Um, but as far as rating this beer, like, I, it, 
it's a really good beer, and it's perfect for hanging out and bowling. Like I would love to have pictures of this beer while while drinking while uh, while bowling. I would <laughs> I will drink while bowling and bowling while drinking. Right. Um, episode three. Yeah, episode three, King. This is gonna be a. Ooh. Yeah, I'm in the same probably, position you are. Probably a growler for me. Um, it's yeah, it's gonna be a growler for me, but it's but it's one that man like. I'd love that. That this. I'd love this to be on tap at like all over the place. Yeah, it would be my standby beer. I'm in the same like bomber growler situation. I uh, think you were ju- you were yeah. you were keg growler. I'm yeah. bomber growler, and I'm yeah. actually going to tip to bomber. Um, I think it's extremely good, but I do think that I would want to switch it up a little bit and move around. Yeah, I I get that, but for me, like, like this is just one of those beers. Like I could just drink all the time. I'm very I, impressed. I really beer. like it. Yeah. You feeling a little better now? You a little less stressed about the next two? No, but well, no, no. <laughs> this this next one I'm a little stressed about, but okay. we'll see. Uh, I'm with Kevin. It's definitely a growler. I definitely enjoy it. Definitely, uh, you know, I, I would polish off that growler in an evening for sure. Oh yeah. Well, especially now that you've like you know done a little like weightlifting with the Bruticus Maximus. <laughs> this four percenter is like you be drinking right out of the growler. <laughs> nah, as a four percent beer man, it's just. It's so good. It's so ready to go. Like, I would hope. I would hope they would make like flats of this, like, because that's what I would grab. I would yeah, grab, honestly, yeah. I would, I would grab this, this for parties. This like, in twelve ounce cans to bring to a party would be absolutely killer. Yeah, absolutely be killer. Um, the next one we have is the Not a Wit White India Pale Ale, brewed with coriander, and comes in at five point three percent ABV. That's a clever name. It's got an impressive head. I'll say that. It does. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I. I poured it second. You had the first one out of the crowler, so you always have to pour a little more aggressively. Well, yeah. But mine was still plenty up there too. Yeah, I'm used to like when we're when you're judging, you have to because you're only pouring one ounce. Yeah. You have to like blast it so you can describe the head and, the, and yeah. all that other stuff. So that's how I tend to pour. No, this is nice. It's got a kind of like a uh, what would you call the color on it? It's kind of it's like, uh, like gold. Yeah. yeah. But it's nice. It's it's not. It's definitely hazy, but it's a it's a wit, so it's a well, no, it's a white IPA. White right? IPA, yeah. So. But the, but a white but still, IPA, but would with, have... with coriander, so it's gonna yeah. There's gonna... there's gonna be some stuff in there. Yeah, it's it's definitely not clear by any means. Yeah, but that's all right. It's also not. Uh... But I don't see anything. No, it's not juicy. Yeah, I don't see like chunks or anything. Um, aroma wise, I get uh, I'm getting the coriander pretty yeah. much. You know, yeah, maybe maybe a, a little floral hop. Got a hint of citrus on the nose. Overall, though, not very aromatic. Yeah, I think there. I mean, I think there's enough of the aroma there. Uh, mm. Wow, I'll be perfectly honest. Other than not really having clearly not having a wheat character, if you had given this to me, I would have been like, "This is a wit." <laughs> it, yeah, it it definitely has a restrained bitterness for a white IPA. It's definitely at the low end of the style. Tasty. Yeah, I mean, most of the flavor I'm getting is the coriander itself, like a kind of a grainy, almost bread crust, uh, mall character. Yes, I would agree, and definitely like a lemony lime flavor from the coriander. The lemon is what I was trying to get to. I'm like, there's like a citrusy thing going on there, but it's really light. Yeah. Um, tastes. I'm gonna say watered down, but like the, not in like a bad way, but just like in a very light sense. Um, it's a very, very easy drinking. 
Oh yeah, yeah, it's definitely definitely wow. enjoyable and definitely, like I said, definitely more restrained. Yeah, it's really reserved. Yeah, than what I was expecting based on the. Uh, I would love to know what, what I would love to know what hops they put in it because whatever they use plays super well with the coriander. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't definitely... see any of that info on the on the can, but maybe if you can pull up their uh, Google the site real quick. Actually, that's a actually no, fucking you know, good the, idea. Yeah, the, the site had some good info on the uh, for the descriptions, if I recall. Cool. Um, but while you pull that up, like I'm, I think it's in. I would like if you didn't tell me, I would probably say it's a light wheat beer, but there's not that. But there is that little bit of sweetness to it. The coriander comes through. Again, I'm really surprised at how incredibly drinkable this beer is. You know? Yeah, it, I completely agree with you. Let's see. What so you the website says it is a 50-50 blend of pale ale malt and malted wheat. Wow, so there actually is wheat in it. Okay. 100% Massachusetts malted. grown Raquel hops. Okay, Rakao hops, nice. See, that's really interesting because Rakao is a New Zealand hop. Right, yeah, so that, right, exactly. There must that's be something would... terroir-wise that's changing it because Rakao is like a citrus bomb. Literally right. sprinkled th- through the entire brewing process from boil to dry hopping. A few pounds of coriander in our hop backs yields super fruity, spicy note and purposely unfiltered, quite hazy wheat character. That's definitely true. Adds a depth of body. Tart apple notes from the coriander, plus a hint of hop bitterness and juiciness, along with fruity and earthy aromatics from the drying hop, yeah, dry li- hopping. A little bit of apple, I get. Yeah, okay. I can see that. Kind of like a dried apple kind of flavor. Have you ever have you ever have like the dehydrated apple I slices? I love those things. You know? I thought I was eating them at uh, Glenn's house for Friendsgiving, but Mark corrected me. <laughs> yeah. What? Oh, in the uh, in the potpourri bowl. In the potpourri in the the terror chips. Chip. He was eating the yeah. terror chips. He's like, these are apple slices. I'm like, no, this is definitely not apple slices. He was arguing with his wife, and I had to back up his wife on that yeah. for, on go. that instance. Yeah, it was. It, it was definitely not that. But it was. Yeah. Yes, I do know what you mean. It was. Uh, it, I I can kind of I kind of get what they're saying. It's one of those things that I think the power of suggestion I, is making me agree. I yeah. may not have come up with that descriptor myself, but no, it definitely, I there definitely either. is. I guess that hint in there. Um, I, I didn't. I don't get a. I mean, it's fifty fifty, so I'm not getting an overwhelming wheat character um, from it. it. It's really. It's interesting. Let me look up what like standard Rakao, What that's supposed to be? Cause yeah. Tell me, Rakao hops in there. I'm like, wow. Like really? Well, I think maybe the coriander would uh, balance that out a bit. I don't know. Rakao hops is a powerful fucking hop. <laughs> well, also they said that they kind of sprinkle them in throughout, so you yeah. maybe you get them in early and you kind of deflate that a little bit. And the other thing is dry. Sending them in as dry hops is going to give a different character as having them in the boil too. That's true. Um, you know they. Um, I think this is really, this is surprising. Again, I'm, again twice in a row now. I've been very surprised by what it has. So now I'm very excited about oh. the the last one that we have from them. Um, Mark, you have any other thoughts on this one? No, just that it is rather quite enjoyable. Um, you know, the website doesn't give IBUs. Yeah. Which would be interesting to know, but uh well, I think it'd be fairly low, right? Yeah, you I think this is a lot of Well, hops. that's why I said yeah. like yeah. It, like definitely it's got to be at the low end of the, the the style for what IBI. What do you think it would be probably in like the low 20s? Uh, I I would say low Teen? 30s would probably be like low the 30s. low end. Yeah. So Rakao, like a standard Rakao, forget about the fact that it was grown in Massachusetts, is stone fruit and fig. So, I was wrong about which one I thought it was, clearly. Uh, according to the BJCB style guidelines, 40 to 70 would be the IBU range for a white IPA. 
for right. What I you definitely think this falls. I think this falls under that, like you know, beneath that. Yeah, yeah. yeah this would be below take. style, but it's, perception it, is definitely. Yeah. Less but I, than I think that. this is one of those cases where like. It would not do well in a BJCP competition, but I think that it would. But I think be, that it's a fucking it does, outstandingly ta- outstanding beer yeah, taste. But it does yeah, great in the yeah. under tongue competition. <sighs> you know, I I'm really I really like this one, and this is another one that I think I could just hang out and drink a lot of. Um, I'm gonna go with a growler on this one as well. Like I really get behind this beer, and I would drink a lot more of it too. Yeah, this is 100 percent a growler for me. Yeah, I can't. I I couldn't. I couldn't rate it less than that. It, it it's super easy drinking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's such a a thing to say about a lot of different beers, but this is truly my palate is clean after I drink. Right, I drink it, and it's it's. I still want more of it. I enjoy it. Yeah, this, I don't know. I think your daughter is trying to like fucking like plow upstairs. Like she's like making a garden in your in your living room. Yeah, I'm not really sure what's going on. <laughs> it's all good. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. It's, just the long scrape on the floor is what freaked me out. Like the, <laughs> I was yeah, like, what, what is like, that? <laughs> like right now, like okay, that's definitely a child running around. But earlier on, there was some stranger noises that I was like, what the hell is happening upstairs? Yeah, there's definitely times that I've heard stuff here, and I'm like, I'm afraid if I go upstairs, there's going to be something horrible going on. Mark, um, where do you where yeah, do you fall? Where are you at? I'm with you guys. It's definitely a growler. It it's really, really nice. It's crisp. It's easy drinking. Definitely drink those four glasses. Yeah. This is a killer. This is 5.3, too. So, I mean, again, not exactly a session beer. A little high for a session beer. But it's, it's, you know, for our our well-trained livers, it's pretty much a session beer. It's lighter than Bud Ice. (laughs) It is lighter than Bud Ice. Listen, I wouldn't feel bad having one of these and then having to go back to work. No. It's not that point. No, it isn't. To, To me, that's sessionable. If I if I can have one if I can have one and not feel bad about can going I drink this at the Christmas party I sure can yeah, exactly will people look at me askance if I have this at the Christmas party I know I've complained to him about this but my <laughs> my company's Christmas party this is sucks at the uh, the Porsche Lounge in City Field this year the Porsche Lounge Porsche Porsche Porsche, Porsche. Tomato Tomato all right whatever. hurt a lot of people's feelings I don't care. <laughs> We know that's how much I care about cars. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't either for that. Uh, no, but uh, anyway, so it's outdoors. No, or is it indoors? It's no, indoors. it's indoors. Okay, so but, but you're complaining that it's in Queens. Yeah, and starts at 7 p.m. on a Friday. Okay, yeah, kind of sucks, but not the end of the world. I'm sorry, I don't work for a company that does a Christmas party anymore, so. Um, I, I, might, don't I might get a Christmas dinner at some point. We don't. We don't either. Fuck thank you. God. You get like four months off for Christmas. I don't want the Christmas party. I, I'm. I'm. No, I no, no. You firmly like don't four, want it. You get like four months off for Christmas. Is what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I do. Come on. But I'm not. I wasn't. Compl- it was no complaint. I have no complaints. I'm actually super happy that I don't have to do that. Yeah. Now we do. Uh, sometimes, depending on how the uh, what the budget looks like, sometimes we've done like a a, a very small dinner, like. Only employees don't bring your sibling. Don't bring your. Uh, really? Don't bring your your wow. loved ones. Holy shit! Yeah, we we haven't had a legit Christmas party in a long time. Like a, you know, like a go out one. We have like a we have a, a day for, um, where you you go down you go down to and meet with everyone else. Yeah. And like you kind of have a. It used to be called a cookie party. It was weird. Right. But um, were there cookies? There were actually cookies. I will um, say this: the last company I worked for prior to my current employer, they went. 
out of their way for the Christmas party. Like Captain Bills renting out every space that every room that they have. Wow. And one room for everybody and the small room was for the kids. They would have elves come in and be like clowns and do makeup and then bring a Santa in for the kids. Like they he went he did it the right way there. Full meal, full big buffet for everybody, like open bar, you know, beer, you know, beer, but you know, yeah, but light, but hey, whatever, whatever. O- open bar. Like somebody wants to buy me something, I'm I'm happy with like, it. Like he, he did he did it the right way for a Christmas party and everybody and you bring your whole family, no questions, just bring everybody there and everybody had a good time. So they did it the right way. Yeah, I mean, like the bright side is that I'll probably be able to choose from like some McKellar shit on tap. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this last one is the J.P. Porter. Can you hand me the can real quick over there? I think there, comes, there's nothing on the can. I know, but I, I just wanted to get the ABV. I think six point two according 6. to the 2. website. Yeah, yeah it just says six on the front of this. All right, one. and it just says it's a porter. Yes. Does, is there any more details on the website? According to the website, it is a full-bodied and full-flavored porter. Strong notes of chocolate and coffee, but without the strong roast tending, trending to burnt notes of more traditional porter. The secret is chocolate rye malt. Uh, Ooh, yeah. from Valley Malt in Hadley, Massachusetts. Hadley, Massachusetts. It gives color, spiciness, and a hint of sweet chocolate, and does not get too dark in the process. I'm snapping my fingers because I'm reading the uh, Nick's bitter description. It's Cascade. There we go. Yeah, yeah. So well, I was right. We, said. we knew it was a sea hop. I know. I was very excited about myself. Quintessential American hop, right, right. there. Yep. I if mean, it's not Cascade, it's Centennial, right? What? If it's not Cascade, yeah. it's Centennial or Cluster, one of the seas. Yep. Cluster is definitely like the third wheel, though. Like you don't see as much cluster as you do the other two. No, not in American beers, but like cluster was like the big export hop from back in the day when America was like the hop source, right? For yeah. everywhere, yeah. Um, Which we're working on, working on getting back there, getting there, and there. So, okay. what do you guys? Uh, what do you guys have a aroma on this one? It's a nice. It's a. It's dark brown. I mean, yeah. there's definitely light passes through it, no problem. It doesn't. Yeah, it's definitely on the uh, American porter spectrum. Yeah, um, I don't mean you say hop wise, aroma. I guess you, I, I can I can say I, I mean, think you're no, right. between oh. aroma and also appearance. Like an English porter is not going to be this black. No, no, it's true. Probably not. Aroma wise, I mean, there's definitely some some hop character on the aroma. But my number one uh, thing on the aroma is a, is a, like a, is a, like a medium roast. Yeah, no, it's definitely got nice. uh, a, a roast coffee type aroma. Yeah. Yeah, roast coffee. Um, I'm going to say that it, it's uh, probably black patent malt in here and not roast barley because the head is only like an off-white light tan at most. It's not like... They might even be getting the color all from that chocolate brown. rye. Oh, yeah, that's a good point, too, the chocolate yeah. rye. Um, this is really delicious, too. It, it is, is delicious. Good. I'm digging on the... Even before you read the chocolate rye, I mean, I didn't think there was chocolate rye in it because it's not a very common thing on, on a large scale like that. Unless it's a stout that I made. Right, exactly. Um, but I did get a, some spicy, peppery notes from yeah. from it, from it, and that, that really works very well with the level of roast that's in it. You know what it kind of comes out like? It come, comes across the same kind of feeling as like when you get um, like spicy chocolate. Like when you got like... Chocolate with peppers, yeah, like that. The, not saying that that's what it tastes like, but the yeah. sensation, the, yeah, the way is the way similar, it plays the together. way you get a kind of little bit of a spiciness in the front, and then that chocolate coolness no, that, in the back. That's a really good uh, description of it. You know, um, you know, it's lacking. It's it lacks the uh, the warming sensation in my throat, but otherwise, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah you're it's right. it's not it's, a it's not a the, not the capsation 
capsaicin hit, like that spiciness there. It's definitely the rye spiciness, but the kind of way that it's occurring on my palate is the same way that that occurs. You get that spicy warmth, and then you get that little bit of sweet cooling on the back of it. And it's really pleasing. And I am like, dude, they are three for three. No, they, yeah, really, really good beers. Yeah, you know, we were. I feel like we were. I feel like a cottonhead ninny muggins because we were. Uh, <laughs> we were uh, worried for nothing. Yeah, this this you know, you know it's uh, at least for us like a random. It makes no sense because right. on Long Island, if we were to like say you know Destination Unknown Brewing Company to someone in Jamaica Plain, that would be a random brewing company from somewhere else. Right. So that's what this is to us. So we're not sure what we're mm-hmm. going to get ourselves into. Yeah. And this delivered like more than delivered what I what I would want from any brewery. And this is another one that's again like even at six percent ABV, like you don't feel the alcohol. It feels really, feels really drinkable. It it really does. You know, it's it's going down really easy. Yeah, I know. Not not one thing in it is uh, overdone. Like the the roast, the the hop bitterness. Mm-hmm. It, it's all blended together really well. It's very smooth, easily drink drinkable. Yeah. The only complaint I could have on this one, and it's not even really a complaint, is that I'd like the mouthfeel to be a little, a little thicker, just a little bit. But it's it's very yeah. very nitpicky, like extremely. I'm not nitpicky. I'm not even. I understand what you're saying, and I could un, I could see how if the mouthfeel was a little more viscous, it might be interesting. But like, I'm not even worried about that. Um, honestly, I feel like this would be great. Like, like this would be a great beer back to a shot. Like this one, like you give me a shot of whiskey and then back it with this, like that'd be a really solid, you know, way there. I really, really like this one. I'm not, I I hate to sound like I'm just gushing for no reason, but I really appreciate how all three of these beers have been very easy. I'm going to go back to it. Easy drinking, really flavorful and straightforward. Right. Straightforward is the part that I like. It's sort of like when you go to a, like a really nice restaurant. Yeah. You, sometimes you go to them and there's just shit all over on the plate. There's three sauces. Right. And it, it might be good, but you get the end, you're kind of like, well, what really was it? Right. This is the opposite of that. It's ext- everything is every single ingredient seems to have a purpose. Like when they when they read off the ingredients from the descriptions, you know the like, word. I got that one. We got the, oh yeah, and they all worked well together. Perfect. You know what the word you're looking for is? It's elegant. Yes. It's elegant. It's simple and effective and really well done in what they're doing. Classy as fuck. Absolutely. Yes. Classy as fuck. You know, I I really like this one. And this would probably be as much as I said the other one was like would be like a great beer to like bring to a party and stuff like that. And I I still stand by that. This would be my go to one. Like if this was my local brewery, like this beer might be my like my go to beer, like hang out and drink this one. No, this is definitely one of the this is definitely uh like the character of this beer. This is like the beer that you the friend that you're that's like I don't like dark beers like they're too heavy for me you're like shut, yeah shut the fuck up and drink this <laughs> yeah dr- give this a shot absolutely I mentioned I mentioned Guinness and this isn't Guinness because it's obviously no, it's not. It, yeah but it, this is a beer that would debunk it's just like Guinness really is yeah, would, would debunk be- the myth of the super heavy yeah the meal dark beer. beer yeah yeah I think the I think the hardest thing for for debunking that is that people that usually I feel like the people that say that are ones that only drink light beer. 
you know, or light lager anyway. Bud Light's too heavy for me. Do you have any Bud Select? <laughs> yeah. But, do you have a Mick Ultra? Because I'd really love Mick Ultra right now. That's why, that's why mom. I'd made. prefer I'd a really Lime Marita. Li- I'd really like lemon water. I really like yellow water. Um, <laughs> but, like, this is just, a, this would be the kind of beer that I would just, I would grab and be my, be a great beer for me to go to. It kind of, the vibe of it kind of reminds me of the, uh, of the Nitro Stout at Brickhouse. Yeah. In the sense that, like, it's not overly powerful in the flavor. It's drinkable. It's solid. Like, yeah, it's got that roast flavor, but yeah, it got a little bit of the roast. It's not harsh at all. It's very smooth. Yeah. It's a medium roast coffee. Like, it's not, oh, it's not a dark roast. Like, I would come back to this beer over and over, and I'm really like this one. Yeah, they have a. I mean, I was just looking at their their list of beers. They have one called Squash Buckle. Yeah, I saw yeah, that it's too. got a. It's, Ooh, it's close, it's, close. It's it's with a K and there's a fucking umlaut there's in there. An so umlaut on the uh, yeah, uh, fucking so umlauts. I'm not pronouncing it correctly for sure. Just remember, umlauts make it a long vowel sound. So squash. I mean, at the same time, buckle. squash is S K W. Right. Umlauted A. Right. Fuck them. S H. But um, that's the, a ten seven. They have a, something called Fine, which is apparently a, a sour beer that they have in a crowler um so that's pretty cool there's a lot of cool stuff in here there's a a hop fresh fresh and hopped oktoberfest a lot of neat there's a lot of neat beers the um well you know this one we just had the, the porter it's probably gonna be a big growler for me i mean it's super super easy drinking as you mentioned all the all the things we talked about it's a, a fantastically done um porter I agree. It's definitely a growler for me. It is very well done, super well rounded, easy drinking. Definitely have four glasses of this. Yeah, this one's gonna fall in the in the growler category for me as well. It's a really good beer. It's gonna be one of those ones that like I go out drinking and whoops, I had a couple too many of these and <laughs> calling the calling the Uber. You know, call the cab because um yeah, all of a sudden, you know, I I drank more of these than I should have. The um, I just had a little splash of the uh, not a wit, and as as it's warmed up, you definitely get more of the um, more of the hop character, right? But it it just it blends even better with the, with, the with, with the coriander and the beer. It just yeah. it literally it just got it got even better. No, I mean Mike and Bree didn't really give me that much of a review of the place or of the beers. They just said we liked the beers; they were good. <laughs> you know, I'm like, all right. And um, yeah, we brought we brought you beers. They they were good. We liked them. We got ones we think you'll like. I'm like, okay, like I didn't. That's not a whole lot to go on, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, I think especially considering that we like such a wide variety of beers. Um, but all three of these have been really delicious, and um, you know, I'll, I'll re-say it again that the the elegance of them that they're good, straightforward beers that. Um, you know, want to hang out with? They just deliver. They also this this not a wit IPA. Apparently, they have a New England style version of it as well. Interesting. They have on tap right now. That'd be fun. I'm doing good work. That's for sure. Yeah, I Indeed. would. I, and uh, if I find myself back up in the uh, the Boston area, I might have to make a, a little trip out there. You know, they they market that they're not too far from the T stop. So uh, might have to take that trip out there and be like, um, yeah, hold on a second. <laughs> We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, it's it's about, it's probably about a. I mean, if I remember, um, it's the next stop. At, looking at the the Google Maps, um, it looks like it's one stop past um, 
where Boston Beer Company is, and that was that was what that was probably about twenty minutes outside of Boston, thirty minutes outside of Boston, something so, like that. Yeah, it's so, it, I mean, really it's it's incredible. They're incredibly close. Yeah, I mean, but it, but it's significantly outside. It's not going to be like oh, you take two stop, you know, two stops on the T and you're there. Right. Like it, it's going to be a little bit of a way out of the out of the way, but I think it's you gonna, could definitely make an make an easy trip from Turtle to or a Turtle Swamp to Samuel Adams and back and forth from what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. It looks like it's only a couple miles. It looks like it's only a couple miles, and I know it's only one. It looks like it's only one stop on the T. So I think it would totally be worth it. Um, and. If I get it back up that way, I'm going to make sure I stop there, man. Yeah, it's actually like if you get off at the Green Street uh, yeah. stop, it's, I mean, it's like a two minute walk. Yeah. So, and then, yeah, it's cool. So, there you go. If you've ever been up to uh, that area and you've had some of these, please let us know about it. Uh, we would really like to see if uh, other folks support us in our opinions here. And, or if you've had them and you said, you know what, I, I thought it was trash, let us know why. Tell us why we're wrong. It looks but like we're going to tell you you're wrong, but <laughs> go ahead and tell us. Or maybe you just had something there that wasn't as spectacular as these three because these three were really good. So, um, you know, it's 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 high quality beer and I really like it. So, kudos to them and look forward to having you in the future. You guys got anything else on them? No, no. Thanks, Mike and Bray. All right, thank you guys for bringing it to us. And again, let us know what you think. Cheers, everybody. Cheers. Cheers. If you enjoyed Beertastic Voyage, please be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and don't forget to review and rate us. The guys can be found online at www.beertasticvoyage.com, on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash beertasticvoyage, and Twitter and Instagram at beertasticshow, or send them a good old-fashioned email at beertasticvoyage at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and cheers for local beers.